So let's um, dive into this. Um, there's, a, there's a text primer uh, that I put on the site, uh, which forms the basis of the points being made here. Um, Bryman social research methods is, if you want to look at citation counts, look at his citations, he's off the chart. Uh, he passed away about six years ago. Uh, he's the sort of the go-to text and in sort of social science -y world in terms of methods. And the lit review is quite clearly part of the, the social science method of trying to research the world and understand the world a lot more. So there's some nice, nice areas. Um, there's bits missing out of it, I would argue, um, but there's some good in-depth bits that, that are in that. But here we're sort of explaining, well, what's needed? Why do it? What can you bring out of a lit review type questions? You know, the who's, the what's, the where's, the why's and the when's of doing a lit review. Uh, I think points to pick out of this is, you know, engaging critically. Um, it's certainly, um, concerns about searching. That's sort of the task for next week. As I say, bring, bring along a document. So it's searching, it's, it's critiquing, um, understanding sort of the keyword that comes out there um, and quality and assessing of quality of literature. And, you know, as good, you know, as you come out of the other side of a, a university degree, we wanna make sure that you're critical thinkers and you can think and assess the quality of work. We're living in an age of popularism, aren't we? You know, it's all about likes, it's all about followers, it's all about, you know, the the, the quantity of, of people giving it the thumbs up. But what we're interested in is the quality of what's being put forward as well. Um, and to assess that, we can we can sort of get under the bonnet to use this car analogy of, of what is, what makes good quality uh, literature. <clears throat> so why do the literature review in the first place? And this isn't just, as I said last time, it's not just a, an academic sort of um, point of fancy, you know, it will help you in your professional career to understand that what literature is. You know, even if you're doing a literature review of um, commercial practitioner documents, for instance, you know, it's the same, same process, it's all about sort of sharpening your mind. And what you do by looking at what literature is out there, it's going to tell you what's already known out there. You don't want to be uh, reinventing the wheel. So you get an idea of what's already out there and what other people have done, because why do it again? Or you want to build on what's already out there. Uh, so it's sort of, it's that knowing what's there. Uh, the good bit about research is there's some things we don't know. That's why we do research, isn't it? And um, that brings an element of doubt, but that's a good thing. You know, those people that are certain, those mathematicians that like one and one plus equals two, um, you know, is that research and, and research to my mind and this process of exploring literature to, to, found, to build the foundations uh, of, of research is, is, is really interesting. So some things are known and we can find out what are known by looking at literature, but it will also give us an indication of what's not known. And that's the job of the, the researcher. Concepts and theories, you know, the concepts in a um, natural science of, of gravity, <laughs> For instance, you know, that's a very real concept and um, that can be applied and the concept of relativity, thermodynamics, all those sorts of, that's a, you, know, you can use it in a natural sense, but other concepts are quite equally there in economics as well. Um, um, the concept of a market, 
you know, it's, it's the concept of demand, effective demand, derived demand. You know, they're nice and neat sort of conceptual considerations. It might even be a diagram, you know, in terms of multipliers, you know, demonstrating how things will have a positive multiplier effect. That's a concept, yeah. Not necessarily a theory, is it? The theory might be multipliers are always good for an economy. That's a theory. The concept might be the model of a multiplier, as, as an example. Um, you'll be able to look at the method as well as the topic. And that's you know, what I'm trying to argue here, that doing a lit review is, is more a method technique, not necessarily the subject matter, but we will focus on a subject matter of spatial economic thinking. So there is topic, but it enables you by looking at all the literature out there, how other people tackled it, the how question. Uh, controversies, also what's the interesting bit, you know, one people might say, um, you yeah, know, the sky's blue, some might say the sky's green, some people say, well, it doesn't have color, it's just a refraction of light, you know, all that sort of stuff. So um, inconsistencies and um, what else isn't, isn't being answered. So it's sort of gaps in the literature type conversation. So how do you get the most out of this reading? I mean, for you guys, um, the more you read, the more you're gonna be able to give a, a more well-articulated argument. And it's, yeah, it's an ongoing process, that point six. It's, you know, it's cir circular and you'll get to the end and you'll do some of the research and you'll realize, ah, there's other bits of literature that I should have built into this. On the whole, if you've got a very clear and succinct research question, they'll get to a point where you know all of the research that you've searched out has been found. You, know, you look at like the reference list of some of the articles and you'd scan your eye through that, that reference list and say, yeah, I've seen all of these. All of these are the relevant ones. These ones that I'm not including don't need to be there because it's about soil science or something like that that's not relevant to the question. But it doesn't end, you know, so I suppose in a, in a good research design, you've got to remember that it, it's um, it's circular in the way that um, you can reinforce different bits and pieces because you might sort of create new questions as you move along. Um, and I think the, the point that Bryman makes is that he sees it as two different types of review. You've got the systematic review and you've got this narrative review. And you have an in, what's called an integrated review as well, which is sort of a combination of the two. Your systematic is a little bit more hard science. Um, it'll be you know, saying that X amount of keywords produced X amount of results. Um, whereas as narrative by its very definition will be a bit more storytelling, theming things up and, and guiding the, the reader to what's being said out there, not necessarily what particular articles are in which box in a more sort of quantitative fashion. The narrative is a little bit more qualitative in nature in exploring the different arguments that are being put forward. So, you know, for, your, for yours, it's going to be a lot more narrative orientated. Um, that's not to say that you don't take a scientific approach to which articles you're going to pick out. Um, but by and large, yours is a little bit more interpretive. You are interpreting the information that's in front of you. It's not you know, just... The, the facts of what articles are out there on what subject, you know, in a nice neat box. Uh, <clears throat> and in terms of a narrative review, um, you get a good Im impression of what, what's being put forward in that area, the nature of the subject matter and, and the way that things are being, and how things are being explored. Um, certainly sort of the narrative approach and understanding the ideas is, is a lot more uncertain because it involves those points of discussion and um, 
I suppose it's a little bit more wider in scope because you're trying to explore the unknown, as I talked about. Uh, you know, it's not looking at particular, say, the natural science, you know, the biology or the, the physics of a particular question, you know, where you might be just exploring a, a just a slight change in a the equation of the, um, you know, the physical matter of the unified field or something. Um, And I think, well, why do it in the first place? And it goes back to full circle to what we just talked about at the start, really. It's uh, not reinventing the wheel. Um, you can see what's already been done and the mistakes maybe that other people have done. Um, you know, all, all science, natural or social, is um, based on previous findings and you know, adaptation, evolution of what was put before. Um, and nothing is completely certain. It's, uh, I was listening to you know, someone like Professor Brian Cox, who sort of talks about the nature of the universe and you know, how we know it's sort of the Big Bang formed in what, 13.8 billion years ago, but we don't know what the origin of the universe is. You know, so so there's this, this, this things that we just don't know <laughs> is what I'm trying to put forward. And that's sort of the, the point of the lit review is to find out, well, what do we know to start with and how have people sort of made errors along the way um, and, and uh, what makes a more reasoned, logical argument, you know, not just what the numbers are saying, it's, it's logic and reason to, to, to what you're putting forward. And in doing that, you sort of learn different sort of theories and methodologies that are put forward. Um, and um, enables research questions. So if you were doing a dissertation, I think a lit review is a good way to start to you know, sharpen and refine the question that you're trying to solve uh, and uh, answer. Uh, and then there's, um, there's this sort of expectation that you, you know what's out there. You've not just sort of plucked a question out of thin air and thought, well, yeah, this seems important. To, the Herald seem to be talking about interest rates, so we better look at interest rates. You know, there's, there's a real deeper underlying um, literature that it all builds on. So sort of an expectation there in, in sort of scientific and academic work. Searching. So I think we've covered, you know, your, your first in is probably in a modern sense, Google Scholars, a nice sort of in, isn't it? And doing those keywords. I think it'd be quite interesting for you to sort of vary different engines as well. So if you looked at what a regular Google brings up and what a Google Scholar brings up and looking at the different qualities of what comes forward, because we don't necessarily, you know, there might be some good practitioner or policy documents that are very, very important and you're not necessarily going to get them from Google Scholar, obviously. And then as sort of, you know, if you, you know, as more dedication to the course comes in, you'll realize that different databases and different algorithms work in different silos. So some of the library um, resources and the, and the library databases, you know, all libraries around the world subscribe to, will have sort of different, throw up different findings. Um, so that's sort of where we point your attention to the OWLL database, OWLL, you know, that library stuff. Um, and that will give you sort of better access to, to more the, the, the electronic databases out there. Um, so that's um, an important consideration there as well. And um, that's a sort of a, um, getting down into the nitty gritty of the quality of you know, the citation that you're putting forward. It's you know, who said it, 
what particular journal, what particular topic, looking at you know, the, the acknowledgements of particular journals, who it's funded by, the biases, all those sorts of considerations all play a part in the inequality. Um, different journals have different scope, they have different um, expectations in terms of technique and, and methodology. There's a, there's a whole heap of different um, things that, that need to be considered there and, and different disciplinary considerations. So there, just searching tools. I think it's there, Black and White Scholar and the Library Databases, and we've given you a nice, neat task to, to start you off. The OWLL resource that we just talked about, um, and just you know, hold it in the back of your mind. The bibliography is always a great source, you know, and it's, it's for you to use your brain. Thankfully, um, humans aren't redundant yet, um, but it's using your mind to, to scan through that bibliography to see what, oh yeah, that looks like it might be relevant, or oh, I might, be able to consider that within this particular theme and it becomes an iterative process you know iteration you know like evolution it's sort of you'll become sharper and sharper and sharper the more you look and the more you search and the more you read so it's not it's not a, a direct way for us to tell you how to do this but we're just getting you to jump in the water and, and feel your way i mean for myself and flynn we do this stuff as a day job you know i joke with my friends that i have to write essays for a living as well as teach students so you know, we get to feel what the different journals qualities are we just know and this you have things like journal rankings as well and different lists that sort of would argue the quality of those journals but it doesn't really say what type of work that particular journal focuses on in terms of method and topic um so that's something to bear in mind but the bibliography is a nice way into you know, use your mind to, to look at the difference and the different qualities again i think um just to stress the point that you know yeah uh, academic journals probably worthwhile for this assignment textbooks and chapters arguably you know there's a an aspect of spatial considerations that we'll that we'll look at next week uh sort of a nice introductory consideration of spatial economics um but it goes far deeper in the journals obviously um but if you wanted to build in a chapter next week's chapter probably be you know quite worthwhile to put in and it demonstrates you understand the difference of a book chapter and a uh, a journal article and government pu publications you know, there's a lot of armies of policy wonks as they're referred to you know in the in the wonkery world that will write particular policy briefings obviously there's a bias there because the policy is going to be steered towards um a particular argument that a minister's wanting to put through so you know this there's, there's, there's biases in there i mean the idea is that civil servants are independent but obviously it depends what's on the agenda to put forward so there's a little sort of um you know a critical skeptical eye that you need to keep on on these publications to remain independent in your review and being aware of it is, is the important thing isn't it and that's half the battle in life just having that awareness of, of where it's coming from um yeah more integrated a more detailed lit reviews might have an explanation about what different databases are out there and what statistics are out there um, but i think narrative remember this lit review is a bit more narrative based but there's nothing wrong with putting some statistics in from one of your 15 lit pieces of literature that's fine um there's trade publications so you'll have like property weekly you know type or um the planning magazine for instance you know those sorts of things that that could fit in into sort of your your list of uh, literature but obviously it's for a different audience and i think that's a, a critical thing isn't it it's um it's all about audience of what these are trying to sell <coughs> uh, newspapers again probably steer away from that in your assignment um, but there's nothing wrong with you know you can say a popular opinion being published in mainstream media is um x y and z 
so that's um, theming is the other the other key bit here, isn't it as well? Um, <clears throat> now I just use this example. If if the topic was all about property financing, you might look through some literature and build start to build a mental picture and a mind map. I think that's a good tip for you as well. It's as you, as you downloading articles as well as building up your word document it's quite easy to sort of note down you know copy and paste 15 citations onto a page yeah most people can do that but the point being here is that as you as you develop that um reference list and build it up and chop it and change it and cut it down is theming them as well is quite important and here in this example property financing you might want to explore all oh, right the literature is Oh, there's a heck of a lot of literature that look, talks about affordability, you know, in the bottom left there. And so you might want to sort of say, oh, yeah, well, three of the articles are grouped together and bunched together on affordability. Seems like there's a lot of people talking about behavioral aspects of property financing. So we'll bunch all that together. So that's the sort of what we mean by theming. Uh, there might just be one person who talks about um, the, uh, environmental and social justifications of property finance. There might be just one article. But you need to put through your mind, well, is this important or not important? Just because there's only one person, does that mean it's right or wrong? <laughs> or it might be an emerging theme. Uh, and that's a great way for you to explain to the person reading it, i.e. the examiner. Um, if you say, oh, yeah, well, I knew an emerging area of property financing is environmental and social justification. You know, they tend to argue X, Y, and Z, which is probably, um, you know, with respect to other themes like affordability is more important for for these reasons so you see how the language you use is being critical and, and analytical as you, as you as you sort of move forward but you you things to hang it against is these themes so in a more sort of practical sense as you build up your reference list as it expands and contracts as, as you work it through you know, think about that theming uh, which will help you your narrative because you have to weave a golden thread through all this. You know, there has to be a start, middle, and end, introduction, main body, conclusion, in a review, as you would do an essay. So just, um, it's all about that weaving, but you need to maybe build out what different bits of patchwork cloth, you know, what different cloths are you going to weave, weave together in that sort of um, sewing analogy. 